last week, as I mentioned, we um, or I participated in the time of the writer, which was in KwaZulu-Natal, a lot of online conversations. And the conversation, one of the conversations that I facilitated was one around mental health. And the topic was beyond words, compassion and empathy. And how do we even have those conversations? A few weeks ago, we had Glynis Horning on the show to talk about uh, the suicide of her son. The book was called Waterboy. And really to talk about the loss of a beloved one, to deal with one's own thought of suicide and clinical depression is hugely challenging and often for those of us who may not be good at words we have to go to other people's words to try and understand ourselves as well I thought it would be great she is going to be talking at the Open Book Festival she did speak at Time of the Writer and I thought it would be great for us to maybe take a step back to Releboni Riranzu e Africa's book Broken Porcelain, A Mental Illness Journey. It's published by Blackbird Books and it was um, published this year 2022 I actually always thought it was last year but it was this year which is just in the last two months I mean Rilebone it's just a few few weeks ago <laughs> Rilebone thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me good morning so Rilebone we have spoken about this book on Time of the Writer, and if people are interested to see that panel discussion, it is, in fact, online, and it was a really fabulous panel discussion, and I put fabulous into an inverted comma because I don't mean it was, like, fun, but it was really uh, fascinating. <laughs> it, was, it was authentic. I think what was really powerful about it was how authentic everyone was. Yeah, absolutely. Rilebone, the book that you've written, Broken Porcelain, A Mental Illness Journey, I suppose what I like about it is that it's a series of essays. And because it's a series of essays, you almost feel like you can go, okay, what do I want to look at today? Do I want to look at um, the chapter on the part on doing the work? Do I want to look at what it means to go back into one's history and try and understand that? What are my feelings? Each part of the book has a series of chapters which are a series of essays talking about different things. And just from from your point of view, writing it this way, tell us about that. I think what I love about the essay format is that you can make a point in a very succinct way and mm. be able to kind of um, tease out an idea, you know, um, almost from beginning to end, not to say that each essay encapsulates the entirety of that topic, but to just say, well, here's a beginning way to think about um, this particular topic. Um, And I love essays because you can read it on the train. (laughs) uh, You can read it while you're waiting in line for your medicine at the skim or whatever. Um, But it's also, it's just, uh, the creative essay especially, I think, is a lot less intimidating um, than larger texts or academic texts may be. In fact, I find that it kind of bridges the gap between what fiction does really well, which is to make us feel and involved yeah. in all of those things, and what academic writing does very well, which is to make us think, um, but it's not always accessible in terms of language and even just being able to find the work. So, um, yeah, this is why I thought essays are going to be the way that I, that I do it. It's a, it's a very beautiful form, as you say, because you you can have an intensified read, but you can also pull back then and give yourself a breath to then think about things and then go back in again, which I found 
very moving, actually, in terms of the process of reading broken porcelain. Relabona, I was talking to Vasti earlier and about the zeitgeist of the country. And in your book, you describe South Africa as being highly traumatized and a highly traumatized nation, um, which also stigmatizes seeking help for mental illness. Talk to us mm-hmm. about that in your own experience. I think the more I looked around um, after being diagnosed with my condition, the more I realized how many of us are hurting, but hurting in secret. Um, Mm. I love that you talked about living your best life and the toxic positivity surrounding that. I think as South Africans, we're so tired of feeling in pain. And I mean, it's a completely normal reaction to trauma to not want to feel it. We're so tired of feeling in pain that we run towards, you know, healthy, I mean, healthy, what what do you call it? Positive thinking, you know, (laughs) just think positively, just pray about it. You know, a lot of, a lot of our people don't know how exactly to do it. Um, And the sad thing is that the moment you say anything about mental illness to those around you, they immediately have this idea of a deranged person. Hmm. Um, And so they think, well, I don't want to be that. I'm not that, you know, um, and that makes it harder for people to take a step back and say, you know what, I, I think I may need help. Um, it's funny because my my uh, cousin, my cousin's sister, <laughs> call her, she, she's older than me and she's had two children. And she said, when she was thinking about my book, she sat down and she thought, no, man, this makes sense. Because even postpartum, yeah. I have had very different feelings than I had before I ever had children. Um, And just for her to be able to think that, I thought was very powerful and very affirming for me because I thought if I can get everybody to sit down and think for a moment about an area in their life where they think they need help, then they'll begin to see that we all experience um, things that are extremely difficult in life and we need some kind of help to work through it. But we can't do that if we're ashamed to speak out. You know, I loved in the book you, you spoke, and I'm quoting you here, about the get it together. Like, you know, it's kind of like the get it together brigade who are like, just get it together. And, and to me, that feels like it makes a mockery of like saying, well, I'm, I'm in this space right now. And maybe getting it together means just being in the space. Maybe getting it together means that actually it's going to take years. Maybe getting it together means that I do have to go and look at what medication means. But this idea that you like expect it to just quote unquote, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it, puts, it puts so much pressure on us as a society. And yeah. the funny thing is that nobody can sustain it. And yet we still all want to rush towards this idea of getting it together, of perfection. Um, Not realizing that, you know, us being here right now and going through the moments that we're going through, that is us together. We Mm -hmm. are in one piece, you know. Um, I think I was saying that uh, I'm alive, so there's that. And you think it's terrible until you realize that you cannot, after all, live and laugh from the grave. And so... um, what a lot of even medical practitioners don't understand is that I can't always thrive. Maybe thriving for me means that I was able to make my bed and make a good, healthy breakfast, take my medication, stay on track, take a walk, you know, yeah. um, and rest, uh, which is also productive. 
Yeah. Uh, because racism is absolutely necessary and you always think, but I have to be doing something. I have to, there's so much that's happening in my life that I have to work on. But um, I think having a much less harder perspective on ourselves and our lives will show us that we're actually okay where we are, whatever the space is, it, it is, um, because you are here and yeah. that is everything. You know, um when you talk about the idea of finding health, you, you write about it very beautifully in, in the, one of the parts of your book called The Goodbye Letters. And you write these letters, I'm actually getting goosebumps just thinking about it again, where you write, dear fear, dear shame, dear, dear control, dear victimhood, and even dear death. And to, 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 to give a personality to those, um, those characters in your life in The Goodbye Letters is a an extraordinary way of, um, as you say, dealing with it, but dealing with it with kindness um, mm. and, and a level of gentleness as well. Just describe that particular series of, uh, of essays. Mm. I think what has helped me in the past, because I grew up loving writing letters to my friends in primary school <laughs> before we all yeah. had cell phones. I'd write little notes, I'd write letters, and we even had pen pals. Um, and what I found about the letter writing process is that it actually helped me to reflect on my life a lot better than even journaling did because I knew that there was another breathing person at the other end of the letter who was going to read and empathize with me or be able to um, take what I was saying. And so I think personalizing those things was what I felt it means to face something because I had to think clearly about what do I think fear is, um, hence the definition before each essay, um, and what has it meant in my life specifically. Yeah. Um, and I think writing and narrati- narrativizing what a specific thing has done to you, whether it's control, whether it's shame, helps you to realize that um, it's not bigger than you are. And um, I think shame for me, was particularly a hard one to write. Shame and death, mm. because it felt like I was so used to them that I needed them. And <laughs> so I had to look at them and say, what is it yeah. to have shame in my life? And then to yeah. be able to say, well, actually, I don't need it. <laughs> so yeah. goodbye and good riddance. <laughs> so, Rilabona, in closing, if, if someone's listening to this and they are struggling emotionally, maybe they're feeling extremely depressed, they may not even realize that it's clinical depression. Obviously, the issue of um, seeking help is one thing, and that's absolutely critical. But what, mm. what strikes me is the ability to put down into words what one is feeling may be uh, an extremely valuable experience, not necessarily, as in your case, to go and publish a book, but perhaps to just just get those feelings out and onto paper so that you can start mm. to understand it better. Talk, talk, talk us through that process for our listeners and anyone who may be feeling uh, difficult times at the moment. Mm. I think the most important thing for anyone to do if they feel that they need help is to write down what they are feeling. So the act of writing down what you are feeling, I think communicates to your inner person that you're bearing witness to your life and your life is worth bearing witness to, which I think is an affirmation. We all need to know that we are worthy. 
And if nobody else will, you have done it. And so what anybody else ever does will be an add-on. But also to know your own thoughts, to know what you are feeling before you even speak to your friend or your mother or sister or, you know, trusted advisor or whatever about it is very helpful because it helps you to be less confused. Because if you do not process, that means if you do not think through what you are feeling and what is happening outside of you and what is happening inside of you, um, then you go and speak to other people and they have their own opinions and outlook on it. And that confuses you even further. And so I think just to start by writing down what you are feeling and look back over six months from now and you realize that some of the things that you felt seem much smaller now that you've passed through them. But you also realize that some of the things that you felt were so necessary and important for a specific understanding and part of your growth. And then you realize also that some of the things you thought were wrong. Maybe there were some of the things you thought that were um, quite negative about yourself. And you look back on it and you're like, wow, I can't believe I wrote this about myself. You know, to actually see it in writing just gives you that a different perspective. Um, it's like you're looking on the outside in. Um, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sorry that I've forgotten. No, that's, you've, this, you've, you've nailed it. We're going to leave yeah. it there. Relaboni Riranzu, Air Africa, the book Broken Porcelain, A Mental Illness Journey, a series of essays published by Blackbird Books. It's a great one, and if you are in Cape Town, go to the Open Book Festival where she will be speaking. If your name is Bonga and Katlhong, this is your song.